Poso maoni work, wai wanen kitanen ni mo e yoski pietaya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis pietaya posnapi notaman and he sikimaka e yoso matnamene hokihi. Welcome to the Nominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Wapus. On this episode, I'm joined by Vaughn Bowles, Public Information Officer for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. I would like to remind everyone, we request you send in your COVID-19 related questions to us at podcast at MITW.org. Welcome, Vaughn. Good morning. Um, so right off the bat, I just wanted to... Um, let people know about the vaccine clinic that's happening today. Um, so that's Friday, 5-7. It's in uh, the South Branch Community Center. And the walk-in hours are from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, and that is with the Moderna va- vaccine. And Vaughn, can you tell us a little bit about some of the incentives that um, the tribe is offering to those who are getting vaccinated? Yeah, the clinic is offering $20 gift cards to those that are receiving their second vaccination in hopes that, you know, you'll be willing and able to come in and, and get that second vaccine, make yourself fully vaccinated, and kind of protect the community. So, Vaughn, um, is it true that if you're vaccinated and you do have one of those breakthrough infections of COVID that we talked about last week, um Having been vaccinated is going to help mitigate some of the more severe symptoms from getting uh, the virus. Yeah, that's accurate. The they've still they've said in the studies that uh, the vaccine, if it prevents and or mitigates severe cases of COVID, um, and it does a good job of preventing death, um, is what they also say. So yes, if you get it, um, it will be. Um, far less uh, painful and uh, upsetting experience for you than uh, if you had not been vaccinated. So we strongly encourage it. Ease your suffering. Make good choices. Don't kiss strangers. Um, All right. So we keep hearing this a lot um, from people who just don't trust the vaccine. We hear a lot um, in from some news sources saying that their vaccine is responsible for deaths in the U.S., like a lot of deaths. So can you just shed some light on that? So there's a lot of conflicting numbers out there right now as far as deaths caused or tied directly to the vaccines. The best we can give you right now is that there's a a sort of... um, approximately 970-ish individuals in the U.S. have died in association with the vaccine, sort of. And here's why I say that. Um, because VAERS, the uh, the site that tracks adverse events with vaccines that the CDC manages, um, it doesn't detect patterns uh, in cause of death that would indicate safety problems related to the COVID-19 vaccine or any other type of vaccine. Um, That said, it's really unlikely that 
if you receive the vaccine, you'll die. Even on those numbers, um, it would be like a 1 in 94,000 chance of you dying from the vaccine. Um, it's the, the individuals that have received the vaccine and died soon after, um, the majority of them have been 80 years plus in age. Um, and they're also contributing factors like physical trauma. There was one case where someone was in a car accident, um, but they just recently received the vaccine. And so they, they counted that as attributed uh, to the vaccine. Now, you know, if you get hit by a car, that's probably going to kill you a lot faster than a vaccination or, you know, an allergic reaction. So there's there's a lot of gray area when it comes to counting whether or not um, it was a death caused by a vaccine caused by the virus um, or, or whether there were, you know, extenuating circumstances. Um, overall, it appears to be very safe. Um, you know, they've given out millions, hundreds of millions of doses at this point for both the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine. Um, and, you know, there hasn't been a, a large upswell of any sort of adverse type of reactions. So, um, you know, just keep that in mind when you hear these things. So how far are we at this point from herd immunity um, locally and nationwide? So we can kind of look at rough numbers uh, about herd immunity at this point. Right now, uh, about 44.5% of Menominee County has received vaccination for COVID-19. Um, and additionally, we had about 100, or sorry, not 100, 811 cases. So about 17% of the population uh, received, not received, were infected with COVID. Um, another 44% uh, receive vaccinations. So that puts us roughly around 62% um, that are immune to COVID just locally in the county. Statewide, um, it's it's fairly similar. About 439 or 44% have been vaccinated. Um, 666,461 residents of the state uh, contracted COVID. That's about 11.5%. Um, so that means roughly uh, fifty-five point three percent of Wisconsin has a level of immunity to COVID nineteen. Uh, if you look at the national level, um, it's it's fairly similar. Uh, about forty-five percent of the nation have had at least one vaccination. Thirty-two point eight percent are fully vaccinated. Um, additionally, there have been about thirty-two million cases of COVID, which translates into about. 10% it's like 9.8% of the of the population so roughly 42 42.6% of the US population is immune to covid now those are super rough um and it doesn't take into account things like um individuals under the age of 16 that can't receive a vaccination um it also doesn't account for um the amount of the population that were asymptomatic and may not have received any sort of COVID treatment, um, but may have antibodies. They've done antibody studies at various um, locations in you know states w that were hit wide with COVID, um, and they found that you know a wider percent of their population, between you know 35 and and 45 percent, already had antibodies. And that was you know way back in in the fall of last way back in the fall of last year. Back in the fall of last year, not that way back. Um, so that's, that's approximately where we are. It's not that 80% that, uh, we want, which is why we keep encouraging people to get vaccinated. 
So um, <clears throat> what does it mean that Biden is relaxing vaccine patent rules that was in the news yesterday? I'm going to start this one by saying I'm not a lawyer, not a lawyer. However, I talk to lawyers on a fairly regular basis, and this is this is kind of what I understand uh, from it. So they put in a, in a press release that the administration believes strongly in intellectual property protection, but in the service of ending this pandemic, supports a waiver of those protections for the COVID-19 vaccination. Okay, so let's step back a bit. What is a patent? What does it do for you? What does it mean? Um, again, not a lawyer, but a patent essentially provides you protection for your intellectual properties. If you make a widget that, you know, fries an egg for you while you're sleeping and flips it and, you know, whatever, and it's wonderful and it's going to save the world um, and you market it or you patent it, uh, no one else can make your egg flipping widget or whatever. So drug companies, when it comes to drug companies, they um, file for intellectual patents over their uh, various vaccines and medications that they make. Usually it costs a drug company literally hundreds of millions of dollars, sometimes billions of dollars, to develop a drug and get them through the FDA approval pro uh, process, um, particularly when it comes to vaccinations. Um, as I understand it right now, the drug companies are given a 20-year patent over their new medication. This allows them time to set um, the level of manufacturing they want to see, so the standards of like, purity and things like that. Um, also allows them to set the price points so they can recover the costs of those hundreds of millions of dollars that they just spent developing the vaccine. So it gives them time to recoup and make sure their business doesn't uh, go bankrupt um, after developing a vaccination. So if the administration suspends the patent, um, it allows basically anyone globally that has drug manufacturing capabilities access to the design and formulas used for the vaccine and they can make it without restriction. So this is a two-sided coin. Upside, there could be more vaccine um, globally across the country, which you know could be great in places like India or South Africa right now where they're having huge spikes in COVID. Downside, long-term, um, it could mean that some of these companies go bankrupt um, or weaken them financially to the point where they wouldn't be able to respond in a similar manner if some other type of crisis came up in the future. Um, also, if you wanted to look at it from the legal side of things, it kind of sets a slippery slope precedent um, where you know anyone's property rights could be seized um, if there was a you know air quotes a crisis um, and that needed to be solved. So it could be a good thing. It could be kind of a long-term bad thing that erodes, you know, liberty and sovereignty of, you know, companies and individuals here in the U.S. So it, I don't know, you can take it at, you know, what it is for whatever political spectrum you sit on, um, but that's kind of what that means right now. So the idea behind doing this is basically to help other countries be able to have access to these vaccines quicker than right. we can ship them out, right? Right, and because th there are companies that legitimately don't have the you know technology and research capabilities to make um, these types of vaccines, or um, but they they might have the manufacturing facilities to um, to to follow the formula essentially. Okay. Um, then my last question, Vaughn, um, does the tribe have any more projects that are planned with COVID relief funds? 
So after being in communication with tribal administration, they have a lot of ideas that are being floated right now. These include things like home repair assistance, homelessness reduction, home construction, etc. Um, right now, though, they don't have an estimate on how much funding will be released to them from the government, so they can't really greenlight or approve specific processes or plans right now um, because it'd be funding dependent. Okay. Uh, do you have any final messages for people for the weekend? You know, if you're in the South Branch area and you have not been vaccinated yet, please take advantage of that mobile clinic. Um, if you're not, we still have the clinics taking place at the casino. And, you know, we really would want to encourage all of you to have friends, families, and loved ones vaccinated so we can move on past this COVID thing. Well, I went in for listening to the Nominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on Menominee-NSN. Gov under the community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcast. We do weekly updates with Vaughn. Welcome any community questions you have regarding COVID-19, so please send those to us at podcast at MITW.org.